We are now going to a special programme on Radio Maria, the Voices of Wintershaw, where we will be broadcasting some scenes from the life of Christ, as well as hearing from audience and cast members about their experience of this remarkable production and the story behind it. We hope you've got your picnic mats and anoraks ready. Hello, <laughs> it's the Annas. Anna and Anna, Anna Fleischer and Anna Whitehead, and we are currently in the middle of the Surrey countryside, tracking through luscious fields <laughs> on our way to the Wintershaw Estate. We're here to watch the life of Christ put on every summer mm-hmm. in the grounds of the Wintershaw Estate. We were lucky enough to speak to the producer a few weeks ago, Charlotte Declay, on our Just Life from London. So it's really wonderful to be here. I've just mm-hmm. spotted some animals. Some donkeys, yes, um, in front of the uh, grand uh, country house. Um, I'm feeling very excited. I'm very much looking forward to to spending the day out here in the countryside and seeing the gospel story come to life. I just was thinking this morning, I remember my father announcing the beginning of the show and he'd say, we're just ordinary people. And we are just ordinary people. Um, Pete, um, who plays Jesus, is a school teacher, and he does this at his weekends. So um, the other thing that's special about Winchell is that we pray, and we pray for you. We pray for every one of you, um, and we'd always be very grateful if you'd pray for us. But I hope today that when you hear some of the words that Jesus says, that they will find, just like in the story of the sower, fertile ground, and that they can enter into into your heart. Now, let us start the life of Christ. Greetings. My name is Anne, and I'm here today to tell you the story of our dear Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, you can read about him in the four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. My family are just country people, and we live in a small town built on the hillside near the Sea of Galilee, away from the main trading routes, about 80 miles north of Jerusalem. We lead a quiet life, dedicating our time to our family, our neighbour and our God. Our story begins one day when my daughter was at our home in Nazareth, tidying the house after a busy day at work. She's pledged to marry the local carpenter. Oh, we're so looking forward to the wedding in a few months' time. And my daughter's name is Mary. Favor with God. 
and you will give birth to his son, whom you will call Jesus. But, but how can this be since I know no man? Because you will conceive through the Holy Spirit. God's power will come to you, and you will give birth to his son, who will be called Great and Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his forefather David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will have no end. Even your kinswoman, Elizabeth, in her old age, she too has conceived a son and is now in her sixth month, she who was said to be barren. Remember, Mary, nothing is impossible for God. So be it. I am the Lord's servant. Let his will be done unto me according to his words. And I love the fact that they're actually using real animals and a baby. And I think that the special effects are really adding to the mood of the whole performance. And um, I feel like a community now that we're watching this. So I think it's a wonderful experience. I think the baby was really, really cute. <laughs> it's, um, and the donkey. It's yeah. such a beautiful landscape and it makes it more special than realistic. all the hills and realistic. It's so cool. I'm sort of looking forward to everything. But, um, it's, yeah, the, the resurrection one will be cool and stuff, yeah. Dear Mary, you were so brave last night, and now the Son of God is born. <laughs> I was so relieved that we were told you had conceived by Holy Spirit. The Son of God could never have been conceived in any other way. I, Joseph, promised to serve the Lord, cherish the child, take care of you and together we will call him Jesus an angel appeared out to us on the hillside and told us of this birth we were told it was a sign for us what are you most excited for in this next one do you have any idea what it's going to be well I think it's going to be like when John the Baptist baptizes Jesus and it's really exciting because this is where we're actually going to see Jesus growing up, where we don't know as, as well as the nativity story. And I will baptise you with pure water! Who is he, Matthew? How should I know? Who are you? I am but a voice calling in the wilderness. I beseech you to prepare yourself for the Lord and what is to come. Make straight the pathway to your heart, that he may come to you. But what must we do? What must we do? These are just words to us. Come and be baptized. I baptize with water to prepare you for the one who will follow me. He who will baptize with the Holy Spirit for all those who repent and seek to lead a new life. Look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. No, 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 my Lord. It is not for me to baptize you. I need you to baptize me. John, 
It's right that we should do this to fulfill what has been written. What? All has been predicted. You came to prepare the way. Prepare me now. Hello, I'm Ben Hazelden and I play John the Baptist here at Wintershaw. It's, it's been in, incredibly fun uh, to perform. Um, a lot of hard work has been put into the whole show, but um, you know, you have to just really commit with this role. Um, I want to be as truthful really to all of the information we have about John the Baptist. Um, and um, yeah, really just, just try and have as much fun as I can and uh, you know, get myself into the water, cover myself in mud and uh, <laughs> yeah. Here, your hand. No, you're too much for me, you are. Don't be afraid, Peter. The name is Simon. Yes, but I call you Peter. My rock, you're going to perform incredible things, Peter. But I'm just a fisherman. Follow me and I'll make you a fisher. A fisher of all people. And your brother, Andrew. And you too, James and John. Leave your work. And follow me. But we already have jobs. We work for our father's ebony. Yeah, follow me father. and I'll teach you to work for all people. James, John, what do you think you're doing? <laughs> Their time has come, Zebedee. Oh, boys, you're fishermen and you fish. But, father, he knows where the fish are. The kingdom of God is near. Father, think of your future. Father, he is our future. James, John, Peter and Andrew. Leave your work and follow me. Well, I'm Nicodemus. I'm the good priest. I get converted halfway through. And in fact, I've always said that it shouldn't be called the life of Christ. It should be called the conversion of Nicodemus because I start off very antagonistic and then, then I have a meeting face to face with Jesus when John 3.16 comes into it. And then after that, I'm more and more in his favor till in the end, I'm at his crucifixion and at his resurrection. Oh, well, I was in the first one in 1999. I came to watch it when it was just a passion at Easter in 1995 and 96, and I cried my way through it. So I asked if I could take part in 1997 with my little eight-year-old daughter, who's now married with three children. And um, I, when I, I was invited to the first rehearsal, and when they found I was a man with a loud voice and I could row a boat, they kept giving me parts. So then um, I, had to, I went home and I said to my wife, I can't take Antonia, to my daughter, to the Last Supper and Gethsemane because she'd be totally out of place. I said, you'll have to come and take part because they, made, made, they asked me to be Matthew, the tax collector. Actually, I'm an accountant, so that was a complete insult. <laughs> Listen, my friends. I've come here today so that I can share with you some of what my father means when he passes it down through the scriptures and the prophets. I'm here today so that you might know what I'm about, why I'm here. Now, I'm not here to destroy the law or to go against anything these priests have said. They're good men. They interpret the will of the prophets, the will that I am here to fulfill. Who among you is blessed? It's you who are humble and seek to know the spiritual life for yours will be the kingdom of heaven. It's you 
who hunger for righteousness, for you will be fed. It's you who mourn on this earth, for you will be comforted. It's you who are merciful, pure in heart, for you will see the face of God. It's you. Ah. <laughs> it's you who are peacemakers. But you'll be called the children of God. And, well, it's any of you, really. When people hate you, or they exclude you because of me, well then, you will be called the children of God. Yours will be the kingdom of heaven. You are the blessed. My name's Pete Bergen, and I play Jesus in the life of Christ. Playing roles in the past, it's just playing you know, a character, it's, it's just a, a literary figure, whereas this is obviously the, the main person in my life, you know, Jesus is the most important person in my, in my life and I wouldn't be where I am without, without Jesus and so being able to portray him on stage is, it's a privilege, you know. Mm -hmm. I think to be honest it ties in quite nicely with being a teacher because yeah. there's times where Jesus gets frustrated with his disciples because they're not listening. <laughs> And that happens in my class. And there's times where Jesus gets excited about what he's sharing with his disciples. And that happens in my class. And I think, yeah, it's, it's just about bringing that teacher aspect to the character. You, up there! Me! Yes, you! That's Zacchaeus, that is. You don't want anything to do with him. He trades with the Romans. He's no better than a tax collector! He's worse than a tax collector. He's a traitor to his people. Traitor! I only want to see him, that's all. You Zacchaeus, can't trust come him. down immediately. Oh, I can't, there's too many people, look. You never could. You never will be able to trust him. I'm coming to you. Zacchaeus, I must eat at your house today. That man Zacchaeus? He, he cheated me. He stole from me. He stole from all of us. My house. Why my house? Because the Son of Man came to seek and save the lost. As we walked through the Wintershaw estate to the next act, we caught up with some audience members to hear their thoughts on the day so far. It places you there and you feel it, the joy. Yes. The joy of Jesus, because I think that's what brought joy and and feelings and love. You feel it in this play. And the place is amazing, even the smells are. Mm, the smell of the eucalyptus tree. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can't help but feel involved, really emotionally involved with it. It's just wonderful. Mm -hmm. it's, um, and we've we've only met this morning. Yes. Sharing a blanket. <laughs> and yet it's, um, it's a yes, it's a it's a spirit. It's it love. It's what love yeah. what Jesus came to do to connect us. And we have connected. We have, yes. And we feel that connection. So you've come back then. Where have you been, Judas? My father's house is many rooms, and I go there now to prepare a place for you. All of you. But we don't know where you're going. How can we know the way? I'm the way. I'm the truth. and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. But Lord, none of us have seen the Father. Tom, how long have I been with you? 
Three years. Three years. Three years. Three years. And yet you do not know. Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. The Father is in me as I'm in him. My words aren't just my own. Believe the evidence of the miracles you've seen and you've seen the Father through me. Well, why have you shown yourself just to us and not the whole world? Mm. Yeah, you should be yeah. talking to you all of us. That's you everyone. are my disciples, yes? Yes. yes. Then when I am gone, you go out. Spread my word and tell them that by me, God became man. But brother, if we go out and preach your word, we will be murdered. Don't be afraid. We need you. We all do. Don't be afraid and don't let your hearts be troubled. Peace I leave you. My peace I give you. Not as the world gives peace, but as I give peace. So we were just discussing the scene uh, where Judas goes off to portray Jesus and that moment of of Jesus almost acknowledging it and saying to him, you know, what you're about to do, do it quickly. We we're talking about the emotional significance of that. Yeah, um, and and I've watched this play many hundreds of times. And when I see Jesus looking at Judas, I weep because I know Jesus loves Judas and I know Judas loves Jesus. And there's a little bit of Judas in each and every one of us. And so um, I'm crying again now, just yeah. talking about it. So there you go. <laughs> you know, Judas is a representation of what fear does to a man. You know, the opposite of faith in my book isn't unfaith or not faith, it's fear. You know, mm. either we're with Jesus and we have absolute faith that the Father's gonna provide for us and look after us, or we go with Judas and we give in to the fear that actually things aren't gonna be okay and that's what I think propels Judas to do what he does. And so, you know, it's really important for me that the character of Jesus in this play and the character of Judas in this play have this connection because it heightens that emotion of, of, of where Judas is going off. And Jesus knows that it's just his fear. You know, he, he doesn't hate him. He's, he's not going to... Loves him. Yeah, he loves him, absolutely. Come down from that cross. <laughs> you who would destroy the temple and rebuild it in three days, save yourself. Ah, he saved others. He can't save himself. <laughs> you see what the Romans have done to you? Save yourself, king! Leave him alone! Don't you fear God? He's done nothing wrong. We deserve everything that's happened to us. But not him. Master, will you remember me when you enter your kingdom? Truly, my son, he will be with you this day in paradise. Today is the third day, and life is so bleak. They killed him. He died in such agony, and now they've taken his body away. Woman, why are you weeping? The tomb is empty. They've taken my dear Lord away and I don't know where they've put him. Who do you seek? My dear Lord Jesus. If it is you who, who've taken him, tell me where have you laid him and I will go to him. 
and I. Do not search for the living among the dead. <gasps> My lord, I did not recognize it was you. We came to anoint your body. You were dead. Mary, don't be afraid. Now, cannot yet hold me, for I have not ascended to the Father. Do you remember how I told the brothers that I would be captured, yes. tortured, crucified, and yet on the third day I would rise again? Yes. All has come to pass, as I have said. Now go, fetch the brothers, and tell them that I have risen. Do you feel like playing Jesus has changed your relationship with him? Absolutely. How you conceive of Jesus? Absolutely, absolutely. I think, um, you know, doing the Gethsemane scene where you see Jesus at his lowest point, you know, having to inhabit that and, and the emotion that comes with that, it makes you, you know, obviously he's God in man, but there's man in there, yeah. you know, and, and, and connecting with that has enabled me to have a, a deeper connection with Jesus as well. Yes, because of course the fact that he became man is what allows us to yeah, absolutely. be in relationship with him mm. and to be portrayed mm. um, in, in a context like this. Have you um, taken inspiration from any other actors who've played Jesus? Has that been part of your... Um, I don't, I, I wouldn't say so, no. I think in the sense that, you know, some, some actors when they're preparing a role, it's about disappearing into the role and being a completely different person, whereas this Jesus is just what it'd be like if I was Jesus. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's, it, it, the mannerisms are similar and, and the energy's similar. So, in a sense, I think I'd be doing it a disservice if I was if I was taking inspiration from other people. You know, I think this is this is about what I bring mm. to it. You know, yeah. I guess there's a kind of a theological significance to that absolutely. because we're all called to be like Jesus yeah. in our own way. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. My name is Jill Thomas, and I have been part of the cast since 1999 but this is the first year that I've played Mary and it's been a real privilege it's a, it's a blessing to be able to do it loved it very very much and um, it reinforces my faith it's a lovely hobby on one level and a spiritual food on another level oh, I'm Anne Hutley old granny great-grandmother and I live at Wintershall and all this is rather a big surprise because our elderly years are quite different from the ones we started with actually. I've always been I suppose spiritually minded. When I was a little girl I remember seeing the film of the Song of Bernadette and I wanted to see the Virgin Mary above all and my mother took me away from the convent because she thought the nuns were getting at me and <laughs> off I went but I'd always carried a rosary and always the Virgin Mary had been in the back of my mind and when Charlotte said to me in about 85 that um, the Virgin was appearing to some visionaries in what was then Yugoslavia, 
I thought, right, we've got to go. And Charlotte had a baby who's now really grown up. He was just three months and she left him. And we travelled to this place called Medjugorje. And we had no idea about it. We didn't know even how to pronounce the name. And that was a bit of an adventure in itself. We just spent uh, 48 hours there. And I think that changed my life. It changed my husband Peter's life in the end in a different way and at a different time. And also, uh, I suppose, my children and my grandchildren and hopefully my great-grandchildren one day. And it was an astonishing time. Uh, not what I expected. I wanted an Austrian village, very pretty, with geraniums hanging out of the window. And it was quite different to what I thought. And it was rather like having a good strong drink of wine that sort of took effect after the party. <laughs> if I could be so bold. Um, but from there, we eventually, my husband Peter came with me. His life changed. Um, and Windschul and us took on a new direction. This has been Voices of Wintershaw on Radio Maria. We hope you've enjoyed these snippets of the life of Christ on the Wintershaw estate, as well as hearing from some of the audience and class members. Our thanks to the Wintershaw team and to the Hutley family for their warm welcome and hospitality towards Radio Maria. You can find out more about the Wintershaw productions and the educational outreach that they run over on their website, www.wintershaw.org.uk.